Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 15th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, we have a fight announcement. Uh, This is for, uh, on Saturday, the UFC announced the return of the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. And this will be running all summer. And one of the fights that they announced is for the June 26th show. And all these fights are at the UFC gym in Las Vegas. Uh, The fight will be Antonina Shevchenko versus Silvana Gomez Juarez. And this is in the flyweight division. Now, uh, Antonina, of course, as you probably know, is the older sister of UFC flyweight Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, You know, they train together like a traveling sideshow. I think they go to about three or four different gyms uh, all over the country. And uh, Antonina is 33 years old, and like her sister, she is mainly a championship caliber kickboxer, but she has even less MMA experience. She's 5-0, and oh, but uh, three of those fights were like several years ago, and she's only had a couple of fights recently. And um, her last fight was a win over Valerie Demerg on the December 22 Phoenix show in Dubai. And I think she fought for the Phoenix company twice, and they do uh, shows in Dubai. Um, so, I mean... Like I said, she doesn't have a whole lot of MMA experience. And, um, you know, so is she as good as her sister? That's what the UFC is hoping, I imagine. But one never knows, right? Uh, Silvana is 33 years old from Argentina. Her record is 6-2. and two. Uh, She has fought mostly for the XFC in Brazil. But her most recent fight was a loss to Arian Lipsky on the March 3rd KSW show in Poland. So uh, Silvana is more experienced at MMA than Antonina, and especially on a big show like KSW. Uh, so the thing you have to keep in mind about the uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series is not only are the fighters fighting each other, but they are competing with the other fighters on the show for a UFC contract. So no matter what they do, if they go in there and they play it safe or they do the uh, light sparring for three rounds, I mean, they're not, neither of them will get the contract. So uh, that's the thing you have to remember. It, they're not actually signed to the UFC, and they have to win that contract. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Uh, uh, I... I don't really have an answer to that question. Okay, i uh, got a couple other things I want to uh, touch on. Uh, uh, the WWE uh, at the announced yesterday at the NBC Upfront presentations to critics that uh, they're going to have Ronda Rousey challenge um, Nia Jax for the uh, WWE, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. Um <laughs> They did this, they announced this, like I saw the video of the announcement, and this, they did this in such a weird manner. It's just very odd. And, um, I mean, the, the problem, uh, apparently the reason they did this is if they figured they got to get Ronda in the ring at some point. And um, anytime you're going to have her on a pay-per-view show, you know, her highlights are going to be on, uh, you know, ESPN Sports Center and that sort of thing. And so that's really 
what they're kind of looking to do uh, with this. Um, I can see the match being a train wreck only because I think it's too soon personally. And um, they're both very inexperienced. I mean, Ronda's even less experienced than Nia. And, and Nia, I don't know if she can carry a match. I mean, I don't think she can, but I mean, anything's possible. I mean, I guess we'll have to watch and find out. Um, now, Ronda is going out on the uh, European tour this week, and she will be uh, wrestling uh, Mickey James on that tour. So uh, we may get some reports on, on how she does. Um, I just think it's kind of too soon to give her a title match. It's kind of weird. And um, again, I, I just uh, have a real problem with two in It's one of the reasons why I didn't think that they should uh, uh, do anything with uh, Asuka's streak because at WrestleMania, you want Asuka to be in the main event there because uh, uh, Ronda will benefit from Asuka's experience. It's something that Nia just doesn't have. The other problem is right now they're both baby faces, so I don't know who the, who the uh, heel is. I'm not sure how the crowd will react to them. It's hard to say. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where uh, I'm not overly thrilled with the match. I, I think that it may be too soon. I mean, shouldn't she have to go through other, shouldn't Ronda have to go through other challengers first? I mean, she needs to have matches on Raw. Get used to wrestling in front of big crowds and all of that. And I don't think she's used to it yet. We'll see what happens with that. Now, uh, just a follow-up on the weekend on what happened with um, Raquel Pennington. Uh, basically, what we've seen is uh, Raquel, both Raquel and her trainer, uh, Jason Putz, yes, I know that's not his name, uh, went on the uh, MMA hour with Ariel Halwani and defended his decision uh, to, uh, to um, send her back out for the fifth round. Uh, I think that... Uh, she should have been checked over by a doctor. He probably would have ended it. I think at some point, when you see this kind of thing, you have to take the decision out of the fighter's hands and out of the trainer's hands. Because um, one of the uh, um, things that I saw over the weekend was Misha Tate commented on this. And she used the term, going out on your shield, okay? And that's what a fighter wants to do. So even with women fighters, You've got this code, this macho code, that uh, instead of uh, having to quit um, because you can't take it anymore, you, um, you, know, you go out on your shield. You know, that, you, it, it, that it's preferable to be unconscious on the mat instead of, you know, goodbye, I'll fight another day type of thing. Now, uh, I think uh, these days, you have to be concerned about the fighter's health. And uh, I think that, you know, Raquel said herself that she was through. And I think it has to be looked in a little closer than it actually was. Uh, he just basically told her she's going back out there. And I don't think he gave her any strategy or anything like that. I mean, she wasn't going to win the fight. It made absolutely no sense for her to go back out there just to get more, more of a beating, you know. It didn't make any sense. Now, she said on, on that interview that she was pretty much done after the first minute of the fight because um, Amanda's leg kicks just re-injured the uh, ankle 
the leg that she broke a few months ago in the ATV accident, she couldn't really move for the whole fight. And uh, in fact, uh, it looks like uh, Amanda may have broken her foot as well because she was given a, um, uh, a six-month suspension by the commission down there. So, you know, I still think there needs to be some sort of uh, supervision for this sort of thing. I suggested having Mark Ratner um, uh, supervise the uh, supervise the um, um, supervise the broadcast, so that if he sees something he doesn't like, he can uh, he can alert the referee, and the referee can have the doctor take a look at it. Anyways, that's it for today. We'll probably be back, uh, possibly tomorrow, I would think, uh, if Oscar wrestles tonight. And we'll have something for you then. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And also, you can subscribe to the blog at Google Play Music and also iTunes. Uh, see you at the next podcast. Have a good day.